You're being a massive, enormous piece of shit. Hey, baby, why don't you break me off a piece of that? Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that didn't know she had the G.I. Joe Kung Fu grip. <laughs> uh, that line in that song is always Kung Fu grip. That's so funny. Sublime is one of my favorite bands. Mine too. They're really good. Rest in peace, Bradley Noel. Mm-hmm. Man, if if you don't know who Sublime is... Go get yourself an earful, mm-hmm. bitch. Two earfuls. Yeah, just unless, you know... Grab that shit by the pussy and throw it in your ears. With the G.I. Joe Kung Fu grip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that you didn't know she had. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending that good old quality father-son time together. That song is called Caress Me Down, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So go right now. By the real sublime, the one... Before Rome came in. Yeah. So we're okay if you pause this right now and go listen to Caress Me Down by Sublime, Mm -hmm. because that's going to get you the vibe you're going to need for the rest of this episode. We're actually going to stop talking and remain silent for the exact duration of the song. Mm -hmm. So, But we're going to cut it out so you won't know that we did that. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, hey, this is episode number 67. Wow. Mm -hmm. Every time in my head, I still try to think of something. But I, I just say wow every time. But for some reason, my brain can't do it. I'm like, Blix D7. <laughs> I told <laughs> you to stop my, doing that. I know. But I can't help my my brain from like trying to think of something okay. while I say wow so or next, whoa. Next week, I'm just going to be like, this is episode number Blix D8. <laughs> and then what are you going to do? <laughs> be like, great. And actually rhyme. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> All right, let's get on with it. You know what time it is. It's Lobby Time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. That's what Vince just did. Mm -hmm. The one breath. That's so impressive. All right, so a couple things. Last week, we kind of got into candy bar talk, mm. and it was uh, like the pickup line kind of candy bar talk. Like, yeah. you could say something like, hey, baby, I want to give you a kiss, and if she's like, ew, then you'd be like, hey, it's, it's a Hershey kiss, right? Just, yeah. It's a Hershey kiss. I thought of some other good ones, and uh, one of them is, hey, baby, why don't you break me off a piece of that? <laughs> that is so no, bad. Gross. At the Kit Kat bar. That's, that's, that's what I meant. That's <laughs> just, I, I didn't know. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Um, and then there's um, milk duds. <laughs> I'm just thinking of candy that you can't do anything with. How about I'd like to fill your mouth full of joy? <laughs> no, almond joy. Almond joy. It's, it's a great Gosh, candy. How, how bad? It's a it? bad candy. And then I was kind of looking around, and did you know there's a candy bar called Nutrageous? <laughs> <laughs> okay, they made it too easy. Yeah, right? And another one called Mr. Big. Hey, baby, you want a piece of Mr. Big? <laughs> No, no, it's, it's a candy bar. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Calm down. I want to hear if you're... I'm not sexually harassing you. <laughs> no, not at all. I would never do that. I would never oh do that. God. I don't think even if I had like a Mr. Big in my pocket 
besides like next to my other Mr. Big. I, I don't think I'd be able to go up to just somebody I wasn't already friends with and say that. Well, of course not. Because <laughs> I mean, that's kind of sexual harassment. Like, it's, I, it's definitely still sexual harassment, mm-hmm. whether you have the bar or not. The bar just might make them forgive it because it's a funny joke. There's some things on YouTube like that where a guy walks past two girls and, and they walk by and he's like, man, look at that ass. And then there's like a donkey behind yeah, it or something. Some, yeah. <laughs> that's so dumb. They like wheel out a donkey in a hurry. I don't think that's it, but there's some, there's some that are <laughs> they like wheel that. out a donkey in a hurry. <laughs> like the girls don't see it. They, they don't hear the, the wheel squeaking. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's something like that, though. The I, mean, girls I can back totally and, see that. And then there's they like start, a billboard next to them. They just start laughing or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Look it up. It's on YouTube. I guarantee <laughs> you know, it. Look at that ass. I'll look that up. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> um, Want to get into a little more bidet talk? Okay. I'm, I'm fucking loving it. Yeah. Loving it. I'm still not fully trusting it, so I kind of go in for like a little wipe just to see, but yeah, I, nine times out of ten, to. man, it's uh, all I need to do is dry. I Yeah, whenever I dried with it, I still would wipe mm-hmm. uh, no matter what because it's not worth like if you still got to wipe at least once after using a bidet just to check, It's it, that's fine because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way I'm not going to check to see if i have poop in my crack still because then one you might smell and two you'll have an itchy butthole later angry ass and that is not worth it no so if you gotta wipe once that doesn't defeat the purpose of the bidet that's just the safety i would like to hear from bidet veterans the (laughs) seasoned veterans out there does it get to a point where you just you squirt it and you know it's good enough and you can just pull up your underwear and just be okay? I would say imagine you a year from now. I mean, it's just part of your routine. You get so used to it. And some people, like, like they can go have, like, a, a specific order they get at a restaurant every time. Like, they know what is perfect for them. And sure, if it becomes in your completely in your routine or whatever you'd say, I could see that. I mean, I personally probably yeah. wouldn't gamble with fate like that. But, yeah, I'm sure it could. Possibly. I'm just not willing to <laughs> to just gamble that one. Yeah, it got to the point. I got home the other day, and it was one of those moments, I got to go. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those. The, the you whole, have them often. Yeah, the, the turtle head is is poking out, mm-hmm. and Olivia's in the bathroom. And I'm like, motherfucker, so I have to go to the, the <laughs> toilet the peasants use in the house. Yeah. And use toilet paper again, and and damn it, I, I'm just I'm I'm fucking above that now. I'm fucking above that. <laughs> you look down upon. Us. I really do. I really do. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that 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 it happens to me a lot. There's been times where I've called Jack on the way home, and I've said to have um, the door unlocked and have it have the door unlocked. I'm uh, I'm coming in hot, <laughs> and I'll, I'll go above and beyond, like turn on the bathroom light and lift the seat up in case he's having a real bad moment. <laughs> Like <laughs> there's been some close calls <laughs> where you're going to be like spewing out your ass as yeah. you're sitting down on the toilet. Like as soon as I'm walking in the door, I'm already unbuttoning my pants. <laughs> it's yeah. Most of the time it's for pee though, I would say. No. No? No, there's been times I where used I've to always you, be There's been there's been times where it's like, yeah, I'm going to go to lunch and then I will drive <laughs> all the way home and because I know it's coming. Take a deuce. Like, I will do anything not to shit somewhere other than my house. It's not comfortable. Like, I, my last job I was at for four years, not once did I shit there. That's impressive. Though. The job before that, I shit twice. <laughs> and it was the same day. And the job before that, uh, I guess that's not 
Wait. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, your chili story. Yeah, I think told. I've told that on here before. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Had a lot of different chilies. <laughs> yeah, went to went to Hooters and then went to a chili cook-off with one of my customers and I was driving home and it was probably like 50 miles from home and I was trying to make it home. <laughs> And I was going to have to get my car reupholstered if I didn't make it home. So I stopped by the office. And you're supposed to, like, check in when you come, but I couldn't. I just ran straight to the bathroom, and I could hear people saying, well, somebody came in. And, man, dude, it was – I've never seen anything like it. Just never seen anything like it. It like, Soft serve? Yeah. But it, it came up, and it covered all the water <laughs> – I mean, it was it was incredible. I mean, it, it looked like like some of the stuff you'd been eating earlier that like, day. Like if a dinosaur had taken like a, a hot shit that wasn't quite diarrhea. <laughs> People are fucking listening to this right now. Yeah, it was um, just descri- describing. I, you know, I I mean, I didn't have a cell phone then. It was like pager time, mm-hmm. so I really couldn't take a picture of it. But <laughs> I remember it. I remember I remember how it looked really, really you well. You just page all your friends to come and see it. I don't ever want to have one of those again. <laughs> Dude, it was so, so close. I almost shit in my car. That would have been really mm-hmm. bad. It was almost to where I was gonna have to jump out and I would have just I wouldn't even had time to put it in part. It would have just, just roll on the, the highway <laughs> like a like it would have been in one of those like kidnapping uh, movies. They jump out the passenger seat. And- I mean, what would you do if you shit yourself that bad in the car? Well, you you could go to one of those places that has the free vacuums. <laughs> That'd be a really <laughs> terrible thing to do. I know. Somebody has to clean those you out. Just right? leave your suck your pants up with it too. Gosh. Yeah, someone has to clean it and go pay a homeless person to to, to fucking hose me off in a, in a car wash. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine working at like a detail shop and somebody brings the car and they're like, hey. Um, kind of i need this detailed and i'll be back in an hour and they just fucking leave what is, what and is there's shit all inside yeah yeah i'm gonna call my manager i'll be like hey uh this guy asked for you specifically to clean it that is above my pay grade to deal with other people's shit it, you that know, is what caretakers of like old people's facilities do and mothers and fathers basically people who signed up to clean other people's shit and last time I checked, I'd never signed up to do that ever you, in my life. You'll clean my shit one day. I'll be on a table. You'll grab me by the ankles. You'll lift my butt off the, <laughs> off like the change of table I'm on, and you'll you'll powder it I'm, and you'll slip a I diaper. If I have underneath to put it. a diaper on you, I'm just gonna put a bullet in you instead. <laughs> save me a lot of trouble. Oh, save me the, save me the shame too. <laughs> you know, I think the whole car thing. I think I'd be looking at insurance fraud at that point. I think I'd be fucking somebody shit in my car. Well, no, I think I'd just fucking douse it with gasoline and oh. throw a match on it and push it off a cliff. <laughs> All right. I'm assuming you don't have anything else. Nope. Well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room and I will unveil today's movie. So funny enough, over the what, five weeks that we did It was either I think it was five. Yeah, where we had to kind of pick the parameters of each movie. Mm-hmm. Every week I was like, damn, I wish I could just pick what I wanted to. Yeah. And now that it's my turn. Yeah, I fucking struggled again. <laughs> I know. Uh, I think I went through about three or four, and then I didn't pick any of those. Wow. So I really decided <laughs> that I wanted to see a movie that I've never seen before. Cool. So, okay. That's very new. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with today. And that's something I'll pull out every once in mm-hmm. a while. But So this movie came out in the year 2002. It's rated R. Final Destination. Right? It is two hours and 15 minutes. 
It got 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb, and 93% of Google users like this movie. Wow. It's got some impressive stats. It was nominated for some Academy Awards. It was nominated for Best Director, Best Writing Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and Best Film Editing. Wow. Let's see what the Mormon mothers had to say. 64 uses of fuck, 18 uses of shit, 7 uses of asshole, a few uses of bitch, 3 uses of hell, a few uses of Christ, God, and Jesus, 3 uses of I'm not going to say it, 4 uses of damn, 3 uses of I'm not going to say it, 1 use of slut, whore, and prick, and 1 scene with brief but vulgar sexual dialogue. All right. And one more thing, in a scene, a nurse is having sex with a police officer. It's been implicated, though. No nudity is shown. So okay. you, you get down, you first responders, you. Mm. This movie is called City of God. Never heard of it. Yeah, so when I was trying to come up with parameter ideas for you, I started just kind of searching up some different kind of categories of movies. Mm-hmm. Um and some of the categories, I've, I've definitely I found some really strange, bizarre fucking movies that I'm going to show eventually. Cool. But I stumbled upon this movie, and I thought it looked pretty fucking cool. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited to see this. Cool. Well, right. Then I am too. Well, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2003's City of God. You sneak attack that one. Mm-hmm. He, so for y'all at home, he was looking to his left, and then he whips his head 90 degrees and starts saying it. I wasn't really ready for that. I was keeping it interesting. He's got the high energy today. <laughs> I can remember the 4th of July. Walking oh, down was, the Blackwood Bay. So he went and got burgers. I can still hear them hound dogs barking, chasing down a hoodoo. They sound just like John yeah. Fogarty. Well, we went to go get burgers, and that was playing in the car. Yeah, right after the movie Mug and Paws, we uh, went and got some food. Yeah, we went and got some food. Got some grub. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that saying? I'm fine with I'm going to go get some grub. I mean, it's like... It's just gr- weird. <laughs> grub hub. Don't they... Well, Grub has been a saying for like ever. Yeah. I don't know. It you makes me like the, slightly uncomfortable. You never heard the prayer, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub? Probably. Yeah. I mean, Grub's I just... fine. It's always made me slightly uncomfortable. Good to know. I mean, it's not like bad. Like, I'll, I'll only say it as a joke. Like, I'll be talking to my friends online. I'll be like, all right, boys, I'm going to go get some grub. <laughs> and then we all have a little chuckle. Maybe just me. But <laughs> probably just you. <laughs> but I don't know. We just—it's just weird. Yeah, we went and got some food, and on the way back, uh, "Born on the Bayou" by Creedence Clearwater Revival was playing. <laughs> we just—we came in the house, and just the song is just completely in your head. So, so we're just—we're sing talking to each other. Born on the Bayou. Wish I could finish off all these fries. Imagine having his voice screaming "Born on the Bayou" in your head on loop, just. That's, that's all I had. And we kind of talked about that. Like, there's a lot of singers out there that they're, like, not good singers, but they do, like... They're non-conventional. That's, like, not his real singing voice. Like, he has to try to make that. You don't just sit down and just, I can remember it. That doesn't, mm-hmm. That's not a thing, right? So yeah. it's like, could I be a famous singer if I just made up some voice? <laughs> had your own yeah. style. Remember no, it. <laughs> that's no. been done before. <laughs> I think that's Andy from the office. Yeah, Nardog. 
All right. Well, let's talk about this movie. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Let me give it the 50 Cent Tour, which, I don't know, man, might be a tad bit difficult. It, what do you fucking mean, a tad bit? Like This is going to be one where you ramble for a little bit, and then you're like, right, let's see what the internet has to say. <laughs> this is really hard to do. This is a story of some guys who grew up in a favela, which is like a, a slum outside of Rio in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And there's the story of the, the hoods, which are the kids who rob places, and they grow up into these, basically these drug-dealing kingpins. kingpins of the city that fight against other kingpins in the city. And then you got this other kid named Rocket who wants to be a photographer. Of, His of, older brother was a hood, but yeah. he, he never became one. Yeah. In the end, he ends up being a photographer mm-hmm. and has some really cool shots. So it's basically the rise of these kingpins and, and then just the the bitter, bloody turf war that goes on between all these drug dealers. All right, let's see what the internet has to say. And the poverty-stricken favelas of Rio de Janeiro in the 1970s, two young men choose different paths. Rocket is a budding photographer who documents the increasing drug-related violence of his neighborhood. Lil Z is an ambitious drug dealer who uses Rocket and his photos as a way to increase his fame as the turf war erupts with his rival, Knockout Ned. The film was shot on location in Rio's poorest neighborhoods. That was really kind of a small part of the movie, was the whole, I'm going to take pictures of Lil Z, and he's going to become famous. That was like the last 20 minutes of the movie or something like that. More of it was the story of how they became to be these people. Just their entire story, the rivalries, the friends, everything. And the the metamorphosis of like every single character was shown. And, and I loved how they introduced the characters with, y'all know, the freeze frame, and their names were there. It would show, like it showed Knockout Ned at one point, and then it, like, it introduced him like that. Is like, but his story's not yet. And then later on, freeze frame, the story of Knockout Ned. It would, that was awesome. It the was, transitions were awesome. Yes, it was. And the, yes, they were. just the camera work was excellent. I, I just like the way that it started. It's it's one of those things where it starts and some shit's about to go down and then it stops. It's like, like wait, 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 wait. Yeah, let's go back from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then all these guys are kids and yeah, it introduces them and the freeze frame. And then it tells the stories and then they grow up and it's a lot of really, really good character development. Yes. And That's like basically what the entire movie mm-hmm. is spent on. Did you ever feel like you were watching actors? No. No. Not, not at all. It, this almost felt like a, like a documentary. Like you were just really falling around these real gangsters from mm-hmm. the favelas. Anna did a little research before I got on here. Most of the people in this were from the favelas. Wow. Yeah. Like all the runts, the little kids in there, mm-hmm. Lil Z and Rocket were actually from the City of God. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. They hired like 100 kids to be in this movie. And they put them through like this, I read like a 15-week acting camp or something like that. Most of the stuff was just them doing their natural thing. Yeah, they did a really good job. Like none of the kids seemed like some bullshit from Disney Channel. Right. Like kids on (laughs) Disney Channel can act worse than these kids who live in the slums. That's fucked up. Now, Now this movie... It was a foreign language movie. Yeah, So, which you didn't realize until we started playing it. So a lot of times you can't tell maybe how how good or bad an actor might be if you don't really know if they're delivering the lines well. Like That's true, because like, tone of voice is yeah. different. So, 
you know, some people who are Portuguese or whatever could be watching this going, oh, fuck, he, he mm, sucks. True. But I just, the whole time, it was like, these guys are fucking great. Real. Is this real? <laughs> yeah. So there's some really, really cool characters in this movie. Man. We're not going to be able to get to all of them. No, we're not. We'd, this would be a three-hour episode. One of the... and Yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> I mean, someone. One of the coolest guys, and then later on you you start to dislike him, is this kid he's called Lil Dice. Yep. And he's just... He's ahead of his time. He's young, but but he knows his gangster shit. He's... Like, they put it how... Anyone can have a gun, but gangsters also have to have ideas, and Lil Dice had ideas. Mm -hmm. But he was like eight years old, and the gangsters he was running with were like 15, so he never got any of the goods. He got the goods later. Oh, fuck yeah. He he, becomes, he's Little Z, by the way. That's he, the metamorphosis. He becomes Lil Z, and it's so fun watching him once he's got all the clout. He's just walking down the street with chains on a big old fucking smile on his face. I yeah. loved watching him. And he, he was the first one you really see with nice gun. Mm -hmm. Like, normally people have these little shitty-looking uh, six-shooters. Mm -hmm. Revolvers that look like they could just blow up in your hand. They have the tiny little skinny barrel. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow, how reliable are those? I mean, that still does the job. I mean, yeah, but then he was the first one you see with, like, the chrome-plated... Like M nineteen eleven looking gun, and you're like, shit, that thing's shiny. He's rich. So th there's all these different drug lords within the favela, and Lil Z's crazy. Y yeah, like when he was a kid, when he was Lil Dice, like he started murdering people and laughing. Yeah, He's that motel a total job sociopath. It was crazy. Like this, so the fifteen year old kids which uh, one of them was the older brother. They were all like older brothers of characters you knew down like later on. They went to go rob this motel and like they caught all these people in the rooms fucking and so it was an easy pickings. They can't do anything. They're naked. They're freaked out. And so they got all the money and then uh, it was uh, Little Dice's idea, but they make him be lookout because he's a little kid. He doesn't get to do anything cool and they say, shoot this window if the cops come. So he shoots the window and they leave and then later on, it, do, it doesn't show anything past that. And it's later on, all the people in the motel have been murdered. And then uh, it shows later, Lil Z killed all of them. He's like eight years old, just trigger happy, laughing, and just having a good time. And that's how you know, fuck, <laughs> later on, he is going to be a, just the worst news ever. <laughs> and he kills all of his rivals. And some of the those scenes were so kick ass. Yeah, they would just they would just transition to people taken outside and just getting shot, and somebody else get. I mean, it was just and he just he took over the city except for one he was cool with, and that was Carrot. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> and then later on, Lil Z just can't take not being the only guy in town. Yeah. So he and Carrot start warring. They have the big beef, mm -hmm. but. A little bit off topic. I think my favorite, one of my favorite parts, if not my most favorite part, was well, one in a blanket term, the transitions from people being young to older, those were all good. But Lil Z, he had the best, which you you kind of touched on it a little bit. Basically, imagine a POV. You're on, you're lying face up on the ground, and he's pointing a pistol at you, and his buddies are pointing a pistol at you, and you just start getting filled with lead. It basically did that a bunch of times as he's like climbing the ladder, just killing the people above him so he can be in their spot. And it kept taking 
little three-second clips or something like that, maybe six or seven times, and each time he was a little bit older doing the same shit to somebody. It was seamless. All It just each shot looked a little bit different, but he's still smiling and just murdering somebody. And I just found that to be awesome. Like, that was a really cool... Cool. The editor... Uh, sneak this, peek, he gets my bucket of chicken, or she. This movie was put together fucking perfectly. I would say one of the most well-edited or mm-hmm. put-together films, and I, they totally should have been nominated for whatever yeah. Emmy, Grammy, whatever craft that shit is. So, like, the last probably 25, 30 minutes of it is just the war, the back and forth. Yeah. the I mean, just shootouts every fucking day, every fucking night. They've built up their guns and their money, mm-hmm. and they each have their own like sections, and they're just... The police are pretty much staying out of it. They're like, fuck that. Because mm-hmm. these guys start getting machine guns, like mini Uzis and what looked like little grease guns and stuff that they'd sling over their shoulders. Like, That's not a cop's place to be, because they're just going to get killed, because that's a common enemy, too. Yeah, well, Lil Z was paying them off. To, to, yeah. to keep out of his shit. That's why he never got arrested mm-hmm. and like everybody else did. But Rocket, who wants to be a photographer, he gets a job for the newspaper. And as fate would have it, he gets called to take some photos of Lil Z and his gangsters. And he gets them developed. And the people at the newspaper see it. And they've been wanting pictures of Lil Z. Yeah. And they put it on the cover of the newspaper. And Lil Z's all pumped about it. And but Rocket thinks he's going to get killed mm-hmm. on sight. And that's part of the climax, too. The Whenever they're chasing the chicken at the very beginning, it ends up at that point. And Rocket and his buddy are walking down the street, and the guy's like, dude, Lil Z's going to kill you. And Rocket's like, yeah, he's got to find me first. And then all of a sudden, the entire gang with all their guns run out in the street, and it's Lil Z. And in the beginning, you're like, fuck, what's... Like, how's that going to get there? But then later on, you're like, he's just going to want more pictures taken of him. Like, thank God Rocket's not going to get killed. All right, before we get into favorite parts, I just kind of want to talk, just briefly, there weren't many real actors in this at all. And like I said at the beginning, at no point did I think I was watching actors. This this legit felt like... It felt so, like super real. Yeah, like, like, like a, a real documentary... Like that you'd see on Netflix or something. It was, it was, just, it was, it was amazing, and it was put together so well. There was a little kid in this. He was part of the Runts, which were these little hoods, and they were anywhere from like five years old up until maybe to like up, eleven. Yeah, up up to maybe eleven, fourteen at tops, and they're just out robbing places. And Lil Z doesn't want that shit going down in his neighborhood because it brings unwanted attention from the police. So Mm -hmm. he decides he's going to go out there and spook them. And he runs a bunch of them off. He catches two. One of them, probably four or five years old, he shoots them in the foot. Both of them. Yeah, there's two kids. He shoots both of them in the foot. After, Well, he says, would you rather be shot in your hand or your foot? And they both say hands, so he shoots them both in their feet. Like a, that's a, such a dick move. That's one of the biggest dick moves. You're being a massive, enormous piece of shit if you do that. Like have a shred of respect. And they're little kids too. They deserve a lot more like lenience. How are you going to pick hand over a foot? Shoot me in the foot. No, I was ten I was times saying, out of ten. Pi- I was picking hand. Uh, Shoot me in the hand. No, I'm talking about how do the kids. 
How, how are the kids going to pick shoot me in the hand? What? Because they're trying to reverse psychology him? I, I don't know. And one yeah. of them was like five years old. Dude. I didn't know what reverse psychology was at five. And that fucking kid could act because he was crying and snots pouring out of his nose. Exactly. It was real. It's like they told the kid, hey, we're really going to fucking kill you or your dad just got murdered. I don't know what the fuck they did, but that kid was scared to fucking death for real. <laughs> it looked, yeah. It was fucking amazing. If that was acting, holy shit, that dude fucking needs an Academy Award because it, it was just amazing. I, I really think for real they said, hey, today your life is ending. <laughs> I don't know, man. That was that was amazing. Okay, favorite parts. Um, I mean, like I already talked about, probably my favorite part. Just, I guess, little Z's metamorphosis. That was really good, and obviously the parts where he's shooting people and aging at the same time. As terrifying as it is, and when it exists in real life, a person who takes pleasure in killing others, it's always a really fun thing to watch. It in makes movies. for good theater. It really does. <laughs> He's one of those wild card people. You never really know who's going to die when they're around him. But somebody is. Pretty much anybody, even like the main character, would be a viable death. But yeah, it's just really fun watching gangsters fight. One of the things I really liked about this is there were so many different characters and there were so many different little stories going on. None were more important than the other. That's and, true. And they just all melded together to make just a great story. It was just a fantastic story. And and I, I just like the way it was put together. I mean, I it's I mean, I can't say it enough. This this was a fucking fantastic movie. It really and it was, was put together better than most movies that, that I've ever seen. Like this was masterpiece level work, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And would you say that you only th think of Rocket as the main character because he also narrated everything? I think so. Because I think he was shown just as much as like Benny or Little Z or just some of the other people. It like always kept going back to him. Yeah, but he wasn't like the main focus. No, no. Wasn't, I, I would say Little Z was more or less the, the star of this movie. And then later on in like the latter half of the movie, um, Knockout Ned, he was a really big part. <laughs> yeah. They met him at first on the bus, and then that was when it was like, his story's not yet. And then... Uh, little Z uh, raped his girlfriend, killed his uncle, and killed his little brother. And then he basically got forced to be in Carrot's gang. Because mm -hmm. if he didn't, he's going to die. But if he did stay in the gang, he's going to have a gun and gets to get his revenge. I don't understand the name Knockout Ned. Like, I thought, okay, there's going to be a cool story he, yeah. where he's going to knock somebody and out. And he does karate. Like, he said that on the bus. He Never. does karate. And so you're thinking, okay, we're going to get to see him kick some ass didn't happen everyone just uses guns <laughs> right I'm, who who needs karate when you got a fucking 30-06 there's like a five percent need in a gunfight to know any sort of hand-to-hand -hand combat skills because mm -hmm. like 95 or 99 percent of the time somebody's gonna be dead via gunshot before you ever have to know that mm -hmm. like you're both gonna have to empty your clip fully look at each other and be like all right fuck i left my knife at home all right, now let's duke it out with karate. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's still cool. I'd probably just run. Like if I emptied <laughs> my clip and I didn't hit him and he was like, all right, let's go mano y mano, I'd be like, no, I'm just taking off running. But that's only if I didn't bring two clips. Mm -hmm. If I brought a second one, you best believe I'm going to be like a horror movie character with the keys to the front door and fuck everything up and then get killed. I could see that being your gangster name, two clips. Two clips? Mm-hmm. Because that's all I need to clear a room? <laughs> and 
depending on how many people are in that room, that's either really accurate or like really bad. Well, and is it a, <laughs> if it's a Stallone movie, that could be like <laughs> 30 nine, minutes yeah, worth of shooting. 900 rounds. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've only seen one clip of Scarface, and that's whenever he's making his standoff at the top of the stairs and just killing everybody in grenade launcher, and then he inevitably falls in the water, conveniently placed right under where he was standing. So Scarface is on my list. I feel like it's real a really boring movie. Well, it kind of is. And it's really, it's so old to the point where it's kind of like Jaws. It's just, to me, and probably a lot of other people, it's just a waste of time. But to all the people who could appreciate it back when they were like six years old in the 40s, they're like, well, that was a pinnacle of theater in that time. I mean, it's Scarface. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's an essential movie. It's an essential movie <laughs> that needs to be seen at some point, but it's not a movie that, like, if I fly by it on the channel, I'm not stopping. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not stopping. And even even at the end, the, the grand finale, the say hello to my little friend. and It wasn't an impressive fight. I've seen it. No, and, <laughs> you know, there's some great acting in it, and there's some really cool sh- scenes. And, and the, uh, the mountain of cocaine. But... It's just <sighs> classic movies. It's way down on my list. That are only legendary because I don't I don't know how you become iconic while not being that good of a movie. I mean, it was a good movie. Then. Great movies of the generation mm-hmm. stay legendary. But you know how some movies you watch and you're like, well, that was a really good movie, but I I'm never gonna watch it again. Yeah, that's that to me. That's that's kind of Scarface. It, it when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty kick ass because there's. I mean, Tony Montana's a fucking badass. Yeah, he, he's, I mean, and he's coked up. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. There, there's yeah, there's. Was it cops raiding his place, his mansion? No, no, it, it was, was gangsters. Yep, it was. Uh, it was the opposition. Mm. He, he was one of those guys, and then we're going to finish out this movie. But he was one of those guys that, like, he couldn't just. I mean, he was like Lil Z in a way. He's like, you know what? This isn't enough, even though it was way yeah. more than enough. And because, like, I mean, look at his fucking villa mansion. Right. Like, he could have stopped selling drugs and been fine. Like, my logic is, if I'm going to drug deal, I'm going to get in and I'm going to get out as soon as possible. Because you you could be arrested at any fucking time. It's just a huge gamble. And it's just like, as soon as you make the money you necessary, you don't need... A fucking Louis belt. You don't need Gucci shoes. Just make enough to just buy Skechers for the rest of your life or something. I mean, you made fun of my Skechers. I'm, all I'm saying is they're comfy shoes, though. Don't get any. Don't be so excessive. You don't need to be, and it's excessively risky at the same time. You got an area that you're doing well in, and nobody's fucking with you. They're just letting you have your area. You know what? I'm gonna keep my area. I'm not going to come over there and try to take yeah. yours. I'm 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 good right here. I just I I don't get it. I don't get it, but people get greedy. And yeah, cuz more money on it never sounds bad. Yeah. All right, bucket of chicken time. Editors. Yeah. And I mean if secondary if I had one, how about like a ghost bucket of chicken? All of these people who aren't actors who acted amazing in this movie, at least to a an American mind. I mean, I don't really know their mannerisms down in Brazil. But they seemed to all be like seasoned actors, and they were all really good. <laughs> and most of the time, kids in movies, like even in the Star Wars kid that you hate super a lot, Jake Lloyd is the worst you thing to ever. Down his throat. He's the worst thing to ever happen to Star Wars. And he's in one of the biggest 
movie series ever. Yeah. And these kids, one, they were born and grew up in the slums and never did acting except for whatever, the 15-week training camp. And they're fucking good. And kid actors are never good, ever. And really, the training camp, what I read was more of how to... Like do the combat type stuff, like the oh. shooting, and and it wasn't like dialogue and all that shit. I think they were just like you go out there and be the kids you are. Yeah, but even or that act badass. <laughs> but even even that, if somebody said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna film the movie of Vince and Jack, you guys just be yourselves." I gotta act like myself. I like, how do I do that? I don't know that I'd be very good at it. Like, <laughs> what are all. my lines? <laughs> so I I agree. The editing, the way this was put together was fantastic. The cinematography was fantastic. Yeah. And this was based on a true story. Too. Yeah. it's It always adds a lot whenever it's based off of real shit, especially when it's a story like this that's just crazy and just really intense because then you're like, wow, real life is crazy, man. <laughs> I like the idea of giving to the the actors that were not really actors mm-hmm. in the favela because those guys are poor and... They could use some buckets of chicken. And those kids, they loved chicken. It was in the they movie. They did love chicken. They robbed a place and got a bunch of chicken, and uh, little Z was feeding them chicken whenever the chicken ran mm-hmm. across the road. All right, score time. Uh, I'm trying, man. It's I've thought about it some. It was 100 for a while, but I don't know. I really love this movie, and I can't really find anything wrong or anything I really disliked about it. So I don't know why it's not a 100. It's just based off of how you feel, really. I'm going to have to give it... I'm actually going to give it a 98. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. You did a really good job. I mean, you've never seen it, so no. I can't really tell you you did do a good job. Uh, I think I did. It's kind of luck of the draw. You never know. That's you true. You never know. Yeah, you know, we did Blues Brothers two episodes ago, and I gave it a 96. <laughs> and I, I've, I know you're... You know, I say all the time, don't compare movies. But you do it all the time. Well, I can't help what my brain does, you know? And this... You are your brain. This movie was way better than the Blues Brothers, as far as movies go. Comparatively, yes. And I did give that a 100, but this is way better. The Blues Brothers, for me, that 96 wasn't my pure enjoyment from watching it right then and there. It was my... Nostalgia. Culmination of pure enjoyment... From when I first saw it in the 80s to where I stop and watch it every time it's on for a little bit and watching you love it, I got caught up in it. It's still a great movie and I love it, but it's nowhere near what we just sat and watched. That's true. It was, I keep them in different categories. Like I said, this is masterpiece level. Mm -hmm. I gave Joker and probably Shawshank masterpiece level as well, which is separate from scoring it on a percentage basis. That's a very high honor status, coming from me especially. <laughs> uh, but you can't... Masterpiece level movies are always on a different pedestal for me. So rating Blues Brothers of 100 as a, a little comedy, definitely not masterpiece level. This movie, I mean, I give it a 96 or a 98 on the masterpiece scale. You got to start sectioning off your brain like that. There's different filing cabinets okay. for different kinds of movies. So, so. R- riddle me this, Batman. Fuck you. You're about to spew some bullshit at me. So why do you give uh, 100 to Yep, that's, blah, blah, blah. that's where I'm going. You give a 98 to City of God, and you give a 100 
to Road Trip. I just explained a movie that has Road Trip Tom is not Green a in it. masterpiece level movie. They're all one how you feel after watching it. I'm a sucker for shitty comedies <laughs> from 90s and two, early 2000s. Like fucking like American Pie. That would get a high score. Is it a good movie? So what am Not I gonna really. have to do now? Am I gonna have to say score time and level time, Jack? No. What what level is this either, and what's the score? There's shit tier, mid tier, mm-hmm. and then the uh masterpiece tier. So you're gonna be like, okay, on the shit tier scale, I'm giving this a ninety eight. Masterpiece level, I'm it, it's a four. No, you they stay in their own tier. Like road trip could never be scale like scored on a masterpiece tier scoreboard because it's not a fucking masterpiece. It doesn't qualify to get there. What is so if I give Joker, me and you give Joker one hundred, we both called it a masterpiece in that podcast. I do believe. Yeah, and I still agree. So how do you score it on a, a shit tier list? Huh? It's not even on a shit tier exactly. list. Exactly. So road trip can't be on the, on a masterpiece. But how tier. can you sleep at cunt. night, God. giving road trip a one hundred and a movie like City of God, like Gladiator, sixty one? Because I'd rather watch Road Trip again. Th- I don't compare them. You're bringing up things that I don't even think about clearly because it's fun. Because if I'm giving Road Trip a one hundred and Gladiator a sixty one, and I'm comparing them, if I compared movies while I'm trying to score them. My shit would look a lot different. I mean, believe me. I'm going 98 as well. Good. This was a fan-fucking-tastic movie. Highly recommend it. Yes. I can't recommend this enough, honestly. All right, anything else? No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode number 67 of Movie Muggin. If you want to keep up with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Muggin. If you want to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. We haven't got an email in a long, long time. I don't know what's up with that. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't know, but... All right, guys, have a movie mug a day. And then it just hit me. It sounded like a series of thunderclaps. <laughs> <laughs>